Happy New Year, WizKids, and this is the first off the bench of 2019. We're talking your Washington Wizards. Shimoke Davis here with Zach Rosen, Ryan Dizdier, and Chris Gehring as we get set for what we hope will be a new and very prosperous new year for the Washington Wizards. Uh, we didn't get the present we wanted. That's John Wall's out six to eight months dealing with a Achilles heel problem that we wish him the best in his no recovery. Pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> he actually has so, an Achilles and yes, a heel injury. Exactly. So um, we are hoping to find a way to have some success with the rest of this season without this team starting a downward spiral. Guys, I remember last year they went on a winning streak as soon as you know John Wall, they knew he was going to be out. It really galvanized the team for a little bit. We got a win on uh, our last game of the month. Love to see one to start this year. What are your thoughts on John Wall? Start with you, Zach, when you first heard the news and what it means for this team. How can they win without him? Well, I think, first of all, you could tell that something was wrong with him, and he complained about the heel. I mean, he played through it. It's you know He's always going to try to play through it, and I think it just got to a point where he felt like he wasn't giving his best effort anymore because of it, and it, it made the most sense for him, and I think personally for him to, to do this now and you know where the team's at. The playoffs are, you know, they're attainable, but it's going to be tough to get there. And with other injuries that the team had, I mean, Otto is coming back tonight after missing 10 games. Uh, Keefe is out for right now. Dwight's out until at least March. So it's not that it's fully a lost season yet because anything can happen, but I think the timing made sense. And then I think it was easier for John and the team to, to accept it because Sadoransky went through the same thing last year and there was way more uncertainty last year when this happened when he was mm-hmm. going to be out for 41 games and Sadoransky came in and was great and they kind of changed the way they played which is what you already saw the last two games without John it's going to continue to be that way um, but I think they have full faith in Sadoransky I mean he's the star of his own national team he knows how to run point he can really shoot the ball now he can get to the rim he plays really good defense Um and so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um, what unravels. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the Wizards can't go far without John Wall, but they feel like they can still be competitive. Um, sure, there's moves to make and stuff like that, but you're just gonna see a team that shares the ball a lot more because one of their best scorers is not there anymore. John was scoring 26 points a game at home this year. I mean, it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. how the production they have to make up for, but. It'll be interesting. I mean, I think you're going to see them kind of play more like a college team. They played very much like an NBA team <clears throat> with a lot of ISO plays and stuff like that, which was their strength. And now you're going to see the ball being shared a lot. You're going to see different players having to handle the ball. It's going to be interesting to analyze. Chris, as you analyze the situation, and you and we mentioned Otto coming back, how – how important is it to get him back for a team that really needs more scoring with, as Zach mentioned, 26 points coming off the board at home and on the road, you know, overall the season's averaging 20 points, but then a big road trip coming after this game tonight against Atlanta. Yeah. Otto's a guy that he's not going to consistently give you like 20 points plus or whatever, but he's so important to have out on the perimeter specifically. Um, He defends really well, which is going to help this team. And, you know, defense is going to be a a big, big key going forward. 
I think we saw it a little bit against um, against Charlotte. You saw the way this team's going to have to play. You're going to have seven guys, six, seven guys, hopefully, in double figures. Otto is obviously capable of stepping right into that situation. He can hit shots from all over the floor. I think the thing that Otto brings is that we've always said that he's a Swiss Army knife. Trevor Ariza is also that way. Thomas Sadaransky is also that way. And so when you get all these guys together, I think it's just going to be another another good option for a guy like Thomas, who, like Zach said, is a great facilitator. He's great at organizing the team. And I think that Otto's great at kind of fitting into wherever wherever that needs to be, given whoever's on the floor. And he's another guy that, as we know, can kind of fit into different positions. He can guard a bunch of different positions, play a different bunch of different ways on offense. So having him back and hopefully fully healthy um, – will be really good for this team it's really important especially since you know the injury to john is um certainly changes the season you know it alters the outlook but like zach said as well all the other guys that have been out auto included getting a guy back who you know honestly is a max contract player mm-hmm. we know what he can do and when we've seen auto get really hot We've seen how that changes the way that teams play against the Wizards. It changes how you defend. It changes everything. So he's a guy that can really. I think he can. I think he can step in and make a bigger difference than maybe some people realize on the whole, and and that includes on the defensive end, getting deflections, and um, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what kind of shape he's in. It's. I would assume that after a pretty pretty long time off, all things considered, he he might take some time to get back into the rhythm and find his way shooting the ball but it's it's certainly good timing and right after the new year after a couple days off um i think it'll be a good chance for the the wizards to get a win that they really really need here against atlanta what kind of lineup do you think we're looking at ryan you've got troy brown jr played well in the game against charlotte you know you got trevor reza we just talked about otto those guys are all in that same three maybe some four if you're going small ball but just the overall lineup, how you see that shaping up without John Wall? Well, I think <clears throat> now with John out, and we, we've seen it over the past couple of games, just more guys are getting minutes. You mentioned Troy Brown, and I think where the Wizards really benefit is that they have a lot of guys who can do a lot of the same things and also a lot of different things. And we talk about the Swiss Army knife, and you can kind of put guys out. If you know Coach Brooks wants to run three guards, you could put Sato with a three, and I think having that kind of versatility makes it easier down the stretch and like when things get closer in games based on what other teams are doing you just have more options with more guys and I think that uh, it really just depends on I guess the overall flow of the game and and how things are shaping out but having as many guys as the Wizards do who can do a little bit of everything is I think going to be really really big especially in this upcoming road trip and then just this month of January it's kind of a killer there's uh, a lot of really good teams that the Wizards are facing. So having that depth and versatility is going to be key. Speaking of the key, Bradley Beal is really the one who's going to drive this, Zach. He had a triple-double in the triple overtime, his first one of his career against Phoenix. Um, how? And, and again, I think he played well when John went out last season. I wonder what your thoughts are of what he maybe learned from that experience last year that he will be better for at this go round without John. Even the mindset of you don't know what game there's last year was like, hey, when's John gonna come back? Yeah. Now it's like you know he's not coming back. I just think 
Brad knows that this is his team now, and you kind of saw that at the end of the last game when maybe things weren't going great towards the end. Like, he was very passionate about wanting to take the free throws. He wanted the ball in his hands. Like, he knows this is his team. And I think people don't realize how much of an, like an alpha he really is because John is such a vibrant personality and alpha dog and very open about it. And I think Brad is the same way, but it's not that he's taking a back seat to John. It's just that he doesn't need to express that as much when John's there. And he kind of, you know, speaks up when he needs to. He's one of those people that likes to make a point when it's appropriate. Trevor Reese is like that. Jeff Green, they're leaders, but they're they're quieter than maybe John is. But now that it's Brad's team, you're going to see him really, like, take that on himself. And hopefully, you know, the goal for him is now you can't do it all by yourself. You're the only all-star on the team, the only one who's really been ever close to making the all-star team. I mean, mm-hmm. John's out, Dwight's out. Those are former all-stars. But now it's it's Brad's team, but he can't think that he's alone. And I know he doesn't think that. And the good thing about Brad is he doesn't care how many points he scores. He just wants to win. And I think you're going to see that out of him. Um, but it's a great opportunity for him. I mean, he's only 25 years old. I know he's yeah. in his seventh NBA season. That's crazy. But <laughs> this is going to give him a chance to be like, this is how I want my team to be like and and all that. I mean, John's going to be around a lot. But it's when you're not playing, it's way different. Um, you'll see John be more like a coach, if anything, at home games. And then Brad on the floor is kind of the leader. And then I think people don't realize that Sadoransky is is going to become like a leader of this team because he is the leader, like I said, of his Czech team. He's He's been, you know, he's played in big games in Europe. I just think that he is one of the most respected players on this team. Like, he gets along with everybody. Yeah. And I can see him having, like, a bigger leadership role than people expect. And I, I think he wants that. I mean, he clearly, like, thinks sometimes that he's forgotten about on this mm-hmm. team. And I think this is going to give him a chance to be like, this is what I can do. I'm Thomas Sadoransky. You might think of me as the white Euro guy, but I can do a lot for this team. And, I I mean, that's definitely true. I mean, the number of backup point guards that have come in over the since Sato's been here where it's like uh, we have a backup point guard. If Mm -hmm. anything, that other guard that they brought in could have been the third one. You're talking about Tim uh, Frazier and Austin Rivers was brought in. I mean, he just wants to prove to the world that he can play point guard, and I think he has. But also they want to remind him that he can play the three too. And it's very apparent that he can do a lot of things, but – at this point, the one concern I think that everyone's going to have is that when Beal and Sadoransky aren't on the floor, where's the offense going to come from? Who's going to facilitate it? Because the depth of guard isn't great, but they have, like you guys said, Swiss Army Knives. And in my opinion, you think about it as like a football team. They have different players who can do different things. Like they have, like Ron Baker is very good at playing defense. Like he's not going to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. He's going to come in and like blow up screens and do all the gritty stuff. Maybe punch somebody by accident. Like he's just <laughs> that's just the way he plays. Sam Decker's going to cut uncontrollably. Like they have guys that do different things, um, and it's not going to just be okay. We have the same kind of player coming in for Sadoransky, another backup point guard. No, like Troy Brown will probably come in and handle the ball sometimes because mm-hmm. that's just what they have to do and. Jason Randall's going to come in and play point guard and, you know, pick up full court. Like, they're going to throw different things at you, which is interesting. Yeah, it's just going to it's gonna come down to – and we saw we saw against Charlotte. I mean, the Hornets are a good team with a, with, a, with a star point guard. And it wasn't always pretty. Kemba got his for sure. But you saw the Wizards just play hard and just throw everything at the Hornets for the entire game. Mm-hmm. And Brad noted after the game, like Zach was saying, that – 
he know he he understands that he needs to lean on his teammates whoever they are and he's literally had to lean on every single one of them with all these injuries um but we also know that he wants that shot we know that he can hit them um and so that's going to be very very interesting i think to sadaransky's point too it's so rare and i don't think that i think it's kind of underrated but we saw we've seen it on a huge stage with Luka Doncic right now but it's so rare that you get a guy that comes into the NBA with professional experience like yeah. starting as a, as a point guard or elsewhere but Sadaransky has that i think in his mind he's always played that way like he he has known obviously the NBA is different but he has that confidence that like i have done this before i've mm-hmm. done this as a pro before and a lot of guys don't come in with that experience. Like when you come in out of college basketball, it's just different. And I think that, that that's really going to benefit him. We saw it benefit him last year. And so hopefully he can just continue to build on that, continue to build on the relationships that he now has with this team, which are, I think, strong across the board. And so I think that that's really going to benefit the Wizards. We'll see how far it can take them. Obviously, there's no sugarcoating that the record is what it is. The Wizards are 14 and 23. Yeah. They have work to do. Um, they have wins that they have to get. This Atlanta game is one of them. And they know that. And so hopefully as a collective group, they come out and play that way, especially on their home floor. Because um, every, every single game is going to be important now. If you look at who... I know that there's a lot of, a lot of games left in the season, but Detroit's sitting in the eighth seed right now. If I'm counting that right, there's no numbers. Yeah. yeah, Detroit sitting in the eighth seed. Um, you know they're they're three games up. So if you think about this, this is now a time where the Wizards really have to make something of it. Um, Brad says that he's not letting down that he uh, he's never gonna, you know, not have playoffs on his mind, which I think is the is the right attitude to have for this team. Um, now they just have to go out and do it. All right, I'm throwing something out at you, Ryan. New Year's resolution for the Washington Wizards. I think it is pretty obvious, but they just need to start picking up wins on the road. They've been a pretty good home team this year, but on the road, I think four or three wins, or I, I know it's not a lot. Four and 16. Four and, four 16, and 16. And it's, I mean, the good teams can win at home, but the great teams can win on the road and at home and take care of business in both areas. And I think that's, clearly where the Wizards need to improve in this upcoming road trip, Miami, OKC, and Philly. It's a, a good place to start. Um, it's, it's not going to be easy, but I think for this team to start really coming together and start reaching its full potential with John out, it's going to be a challenge, but I think it'll be really indicative of where this team is as they try to you know crawl back into the playoff mm-hmm. contention. They just need to start picking up these wins on the road, and even some of the games earlier in the season that are winnable games against sub 500 teams like uh in atlanta cleveland those games probably i mean you'd like to have those ones back so being able to start picking up those wins on the road and start building on the the wins is going to be crucial and that should be a good place to start in terms of new year's resolutions it's hard for me to think of this team as a sub 500 team we were a playoff team. Mm-hmm. We were going to be like maybe fourth, fifth seed. That's and what like we all we're said. literally nine games under 500 going into tonight. Zach, your New Year's resolution for the Wizards make three point shots. Ooh. Yeah. Because the Wizards are 
shooting less than 33% from three this year. And the past, I think, six seasons, they've shot over 35.5% or something. In the last couple, they shot like 37, which is really good. Don't get me as wrong. A, as a team, yeah. yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of the same guys on this team that have been making those shots. I mean, you look back, you think, okay, Boyan Bogdanovich made a lot of threes that one year. Um, honestly, Ubre and Wall, who are obviously not going to be with the team the rest of the year, but impacted this three-point percentage this season are not great three-point shooters. Austin Rivers wasn't a great three-point shooter. Um, so I think you'll see Otto's go up. Beals is kind of low right now. It should go up. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Green's a really good three-point shooter. Uh, Keith's been pretty good this year. Uh, Ariza. I, Ariza will help. I mean, he's a high-volume shooter, so he right. might he's going to make a lot of threes. His percentage might not be there. But I just think they need to start making more shots, and you hear it constantly. Mm-hmm. John always says it. Coach always says it. Like we're, we just we're missing open shots, mm-hmm. and that's really the difference in some of these close games because mm-hmm. the Wizards can create open looks, but if you can't make them, it doesn't matter. And then that comes to a point of if you can't make them, then you have to stop taking them because you're you're not getting enough out of your possessions. But obviously, there was an emphasis on threes this year. So I'll, I'll be curious. I still think this team is best when they get to the rim, even without. I mean, John is one of the best in the league at getting to the rim, but Brad has become like a top five driver in the league too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Brad, Brad's ability to create his own shot has grown every single year. I mean, I my first year was in fifteen sixteen, and and from that time to now, um, the difference is huge. And so his ability to do that is is great. The Wizards had a, had an unreal assist ratio in their win over Charlotte. I think that's going to continue just because by the nature of it, of it, it, it has to, I mean, they, they have to move the ball. Everybody's going to have to be able to score. And so I don't know if that's a new year's resolution. I think they're on, they understand that. And they did that um, without John, that the ball just has to keep moving. Um, it has to find Brad more than, more than others has to find guys like Otto more than others, but most importantly, it, it just has to keep moving. And so I think that they'll do that. I agree. You have to make shots, and they say it after every after every time the Wizards have lost, it seems like that's been one of the things. It's just there are key moments in the game where just a shot couldn't fall, and when you get to those key moments, and and the, and the three doesn't fall, or you know a, a bad turnover happens, that's what that's the difference sometimes between like I don't know a thirteen to one run and just like a seven zero run that you can withstand and come back from. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, yeah it. it it's hard and it's hard to keep repeating it. And I know that the team's sick of repeating it too. So I think that hopefully they can uh, turn things around. My the percentages is, say they should. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mine is, I don't know if it's, I was like, I don't know if this is worth saying, but just health. We cannot afford to have another yeah. player go down this season. Like, yeah. stay healthy. Because even without John Water, we know we're without. We can't afford for Otto to go back out, or I've, you know, something happened to Brad or any other player. Keith, come back. We need health, yeah. and the team. That's how you gel too, right? I mean, it's that's hard. also what's helped to yeah. really hurt this team of not being able to gel together. It's really hard to develop chemistry when the the rotation's literally never the same. Yeah, and and the turnover in the roster in the middle of the year has been a big reason for that as well. That combined with injuries it does make it really hard and I know that if you're frustrated about the team that sounds like an excuse but if you think about it it's just it's really hard I mean Decker Baker 
they weren't on this team. Um, yep. Trevor Ariza wasn't on this team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's played with John and Brad before, but that was a long time ago. A lot's yeah. changed in their games. A lot's changed. He didn't play for Coach Brooks with these two. So just a lot of – there's been a lot of moving pieces. And I think that, that getting some guys back, hopefully getting Keith back soon, we don't know about that. But I think he, hopefully he's optimistic getting Otto back. Um it's gonna it's gonna be a big help, and then they're just gonna have to really grind because this this schedule is not gonna do them any favors this month. The London game is this month, and I know that it's just one game. It's a but it's a whole week of being in a way different time zone. Yeah, um, a really long flight both ways, a lot of activities and and stuff going on, and so that game kind of impacts the rest of the month from a schedule, sleep, everything perspective, and so. It's just gonna take some. It's gonna take some resilience, mm-hmm. and I think this team has it. I think guys like Brad, Ariza, um, they're leaders, and they've been through this kind of thing before. I think they can do it. Um, but yeah, they're just gonna have to kind of grind this this month out and see where they are. I think that if they do that and they bring that effort every night, I think people will be surprised at how well they'll play and how many games that they can win despite having tough opponents. And they'll have a very, very tough opponent in Atlanta, who I'm sure a lot of teams will sleep on. But they have a great point guard in Trey Young, who's leading that team. And then a three-game road trip uh, against OKC, uh, Miami first, and then Philly. That's going to be tough. But let's see how they do. Wiz Kids, I hope that you enjoyed uh, and had a great uh, holiday season and New Year's party. Uh, Bradley Beal, don't forget, you can vote for him for an all-star, and he's going to need to be an all-star in order to turn this season around. So we wish him and the Washington Wizards the best as they get set to start 2019 tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Zach Rosen, Ryan Dizdier, and Chris Gearing. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now, everybody.